everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. And today we have a very, very special treat. We are talking with Samantha DePippo, the Hallmark SVP of development. And this is going to be so much fun to kind of get sort of the insider perspective of what's going on at Hallmark. And thank you so much, Samantha, for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. Yeah. So this is your first time on the podcast. So why don't you introduce yourself to us? Tell us a little bit about uh, how you got to your position at, at Hallmark. Yeah, so as you said, I'm SVP of development and I oversee our holiday slates. So I've been at Hallmark almost six years. It'll be six years in January. It feels like a lot longer. Uh, but yeah. I, I came here from uh, another network where I was doing a lot of true crime and um, kind of after school specials and thrillers. And, you know, we occasionally got like to do Christmas, but I was really excited to come to Hallmark where it is literally the home of countdown to Christmas and, and to be able to, uh, work with this team and make some Christmas magic. Yeah. So what's your, uh, education background? Were you in film or were you in business or what? Yeah, I went to Ithaca College uh, in upstate New York. It's a very, very snowy place <laughs> for most of the year. Yeah. It has snowed on graduation there. And uh, I majored in television and radio with a concentration in video production. It's a, it's a slightly different major now, but it was very much focused in uh, production development, writing, editing, everything. So mm-hmm. uh, it was a great experience. I loved it. And I had interned at uh, Sony Pictures Television in current programming and development in LA uh, my last semester there. And I ended up staying on at Sony in New York. Wow. Yeah. So you've been at Hallmark for five years. Uh, and how did you initially get, uh, get started with, uh, working for Hallmark? Well, I had, uh, I had actually someone at Hallmark had reached out to me and, uh, when this opportunity came along, I just, I was very, very excited. So like I, like I mentioned, uh, the, the ability to create Christmas movies, but also just these movies in general. Hallmark is such a quintessential brand. It's, it's honestly has a huge fandom, as you know. And so to be a part of that was really, really exciting. I've never, I've worked at a lot of different networks and, and studios, as I just mentioned with Sony, yeah. but I've never gotten the kind of <laughs> reaction <laughs> when I say I work at Hallmark versus any place <laughs> else. People, people go a little crazy, uh, yeah. which is because they love it so much and so do I but it is it is unlike anything I've ever ever experienced well it's a kind of interesting because you started right around when we started the podcast we yeah. our, our very first uh we started in the summer of 2017 so I feel like we've kind of had the same journey had a similar journey <laughs> do you remember do you remember what the first movie was that you reviewed the first uh well we did uh, we originally did a, our very, very first episode was, uh, we did a top 12, uh, of our favorite Hallmark Christmas movies for Christmas in July and very people cool. seemed to really like it. And so then that summer nights, the next, uh, mm-hmm. the next batch of summer nights that August was the first batch that we re- reviewed. And, uh, and then we did some, uh, what calls the heart and some other things like that. Oh, uh, that's but yeah. Awesome. 
<laughs> yeah, I started, I started in January and my first movie, <laughs> since we worked very fast and furious here, my first movie was on the air for June Weddings that year, Wow, uh, which was The Perfect Bride with um, Kevin and Pascal. I love Oh, her. fan favorite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was my, that was technically my first homework movie. Wow. So over these five years, how do you think the brand has evolved and changed? We just have gone so much deeper with our storytelling and really showing grounded characters and worlds. And I think, you know, the big thing for, for Hallmark is that this is obviously an over a hundred year old brand that's built on love and family and relationships. And so we're really excited to be able to expand on that and tell stories and, and show characters that, that really uh, showcase love in its many forms. And yeah. I think this countdown to Christmas season and even for miracles of Christmas are good examples of that, right? We have a lot of stories that aren't necessarily, um, you know, romance being your, your A story. We have stories of, of, um, you know, relationship with your grandparents, relationships with, with neighbors and friends and friends that are family. And so, uh, that's really kind of expanded our world and brought something new to the audience. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I've seen that, especially this year. Uh, They promised change at Hallmark. (laughs) And I feel like this year, they, this Christmas season, they've really delivered. I I really think. Well, thank you. Yeah, we're we're definitely seeing the change from the audience and Mm -hmm. just how much everybody's loving it, which makes me uh, and and my team extremely happy. We're we're really proud of the slate this year. And, you know, it's, it's important that this is a place where everyone feels welcome. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. From the hosts of the podcast Home for Hallmark, Molly and Brad now bring readers their debut novel, If Only Christmas Would Come. An instant Amazon bestseller, If Only Christmas Would Come, transferred readers back to Prince Edward Island during the era of Anne of Green Gables and features a strong-headed, cranberry-farming, jeans-wearing heroine and a playboy with a family secret. Reviewers agree this book is a fluffy, steamy, predictable Hallmark movie masterpiece, If Only Christmas Would Come, is available on Amazon and at Barnes & Noble now. Visit at Home for Hallmark for more info. That's at Home for Hallmark, and you can use our affiliate link in the description below. So what do you think makes for the perfect Hallmark Christmas movie? <laughs> uh, well, I can't, I can't give you like the full recipe, right? Because- <laughs> there's there's a little bit of secret sauce uh you know and i and i will say um at my at at the previous network that i worked at i actually was tasked at making hallmark versions of christmas movies which is which is really funny and i they were they were close but they were they were not quite there i can tell you quite honestly they were not there and that's that's really because we we know our brand better than anyone and we do this better than anyone and so A lot of it comes from from this team. Um, you know, we look at a very you know specific lens, but you know, I think this year our our slate is probably the most expansive and diverse you know diverse that we've ever had, uh, which is really exciting. And it offers the audience something new and different, right? We've we've all seen a lot of Christmas content. I'm sure you watch it just as much as we are, right? So you know, to to kind of find what's that perfect Hallmark movie? It could be all different things, right? You know, I think if you look at just, just using the, our Thanksgiving, um, 
week as an example, right? We had Haul Out the Holly, which was very different, right? That's probably our broadest comedy that we've ever done. Mm -hmm. But to me, I think that's a perfect Hallmark movie. I love that movie. It is about friendship and community and relationships. And, you know, then you look at a holiday spectacular, which was very different, but at its core, it's a Hallmark movie that, you know, the, the main story really focuses on these, these four women and their journey together and how these friends became family. And so that really kind of is rooted in, in our values and, and what our audience comes to us for that escapism. So what would you say is your sort of process for developing the movies? do you have like this slush pile of scripts that you're going through all the time or, or, or do you kind of brainstorm, here's some ideas or, and then, yeah. and then put them to the writers or do you have sort of a process? It's kind of all over the place. We meet with Santa pretty regularly. No, um, <laughs> yeah. so, no we, we get ideas. Yeah. Honestly, from everywhere we're, we're pitched in a lot, but you know, some are internally generated, which is great. Uh, like I said, you know, our team is fantastic. I, I, cannot say that enough. They are the hardest working programming team in the business. And especially with the amount of content that, that we crank out every year, but also the level at which we maintain everything. It's, it's pretty amazing. And when, when it comes to pitches that, that come in, you know, we're really looking for something that feels different, but still very much us, right. Mm -hmm. You know, we get those pitches. I'm sure you've probably heard this from other people too. It's like, I have the perfect Hallmark movie. And then you look at it and you're like, this is something from 10 years ago. You know, we're, we're just trying to continue to push ourselves and, um, you know, and elevate our, our storytelling as much as possible. And actually, you know, when it comes to internal ideas, I can, I can at least tell you this since this movie has aired, but uh, Three Wise Men and a Baby was an internal idea. Mm -hmm. That was um, one of the junior execs on, on our team had texted me like right after Thanksgiving last year. And she said, I have a crazy idea. I want to run by you. Let me know when you're free. Of course, I called her immediately. Um, I'm all up for crazy ideas. <laughs> and, um, you know, and she said, I, I just... I would love to do a movie with three of our leading men. And I don't know, something like three men and a baby, but it'd be like three wise men and a baby. And I'm thinking maybe Andrew and Tyler and Paul. And I just said, yes, let's figure this yeah. out. And um, we called uh, Paul and Kim actually that week. And we said, here's a crazy idea. And they loved it. And they wrote such a beautiful, beautiful movie. Honestly, it is, it is filled with comedy um, as one would expect, but there's a lot of heart in that movie. That is, I, I think was probably surprising to our audience. I definitely, I can tell you, I cried. Um, mm -hmm. The scene with them in the car. I definitely cried. <laughs> so yeah, I really enjoyed it. I, I mean, it got a perfect score for me, which is very oh. rare. <laughs> I, I thought it was super funny and, uh, I enjoyed even all the supporting work. Yes. Uh, Matt Hamilton. He was so good. Uh, in it. <laughs> He's so good. It's, you know, and it's really funny. Um, you know, I, I had, we, he's worked with us a bunch and, yeah. and Allie Liebert who directed North to home for us earlier in the year. And, and, um, I had called Allie when we were doing holiday sitter, which is another lovely film that she directed for us. But, um, I was on set with Allie when we were doing holiday sitter and, you know, we were talking about three wise men and she's like, yeah, I don't know. I might be able to like figure this out and swing. And I was like, oh my God, you should do it. And then she was excited that he was in it. So it was like, it's, we all love to work together and especially, um, you know, our talent loves to, loves to pop up at each other's movies. So that was really yeah. fun. Yeah. 
So that kind of brings me to my next question. What is the casting process like? I mean, do you usually have a, a couple people that you you're aiming for uh, or does just just depends on the piece? It really, you know, look, we try to service the creative as best as possible, right? Mm -hmm. Um, we know that our audience loves to see some of their, um, fan favorites and, you know, we try to really work with our talent in developing content that, you know, is something that they feel really passionate about too. You call out the Holly is a, is a great example. Lacey, um, has done comedy for many, many years. And, you know, when we were talking about this one, we really wanted to push it out of the box. She hasn't done something this broad for us. Right. And so, um, we continuously just kept pushing the script on that and getting it to a, to a place that felt like it was, it was very much a Hallmark movie, but that it was like 4.0. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so when it comes to casting, we, we have an amazing, um, casting department who's led by Penny Perry. Uh, but uh, she and, and Tatiana um, Azrami are constantly working <laughs> on checking, you know, who's available and, and working with us to really find the, the best talent for each role. So we work with the executives and we talk through every character and um, there's a lot of love that goes into all these projects. A lot yeah. of hard work. Yeah. Well, I've noticed that the, the other seasons that used to be kind of a staple on Hallmark channel with like Winterfest and that, that you seems like they've been kind of moving away from that, uh, from those, for those blocks. Um, did you feel like they were kind of too restrictive or what, what, what was the thought behind that? I think we're, you know, we're still doing seasons throughout mm -hmm. the year and we've had summer nights, we had, you know, fall into love. I think it's, it's just expanding a little bit broader, maybe on the titles, but we mm -hmm. do, we do lean into it. And especially, um, in our fall into love, our audience really loves to really capture that yeah. feeling of fall, right? It gets you, it gets you into the moment and gets mm -hmm. you ready for Christmas and all of those things. So I think when it comes to the seasonality of our movies, the big thing is, is that we're expanding our storytelling. So it's not like, again, I'll go back to the pitches that we had a lot where it's a big city girl goes back to her small town and has to help save her parents' bakery while putting on the pageant at the, you know, community center. And right. that feels like a storyline, right? We would probably would have done um, years ago. So what's that, what's that next, that next story that we're telling and keeping everybody on their toes. And so it may not be as overt, but we are really expanding our storytelling across the board for our other seasons as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there are, uh, a couple that I really enjoyed. You mentioned the Holly, you mentioned three wise men and a baby, uh, a couple of others that I really enjoyed so far, uh, in Mary measure. I really oh, loved I love that, that one. one. Yeah. It's I, I love so hard that movie. Yeah. Um, Patty and, and Brendan and Jennifer are, are amazing. I mean, Patty yeah. and Jennifer together as sisters are, was quite right. genius. Uh, but yeah, I, I have loved Patty for years and, and Brendan, I knew he could, you know, the two of them had the best time clearly. Cause you can see it on screen. Well, we've been joking that Hallmark's been embracing the nerd chic with the guys this, <laughs> this season. And, and, and that was a great example. I was not planned by putting, the way. <laughs> putting Brendan through the nerdifier machine really worked great. 
I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah, no, that kind of just happened. But I, I mean, I laughed at him so much in that movie. There's like one scene where um, Patty's character walks in and they're doing rehearsal and he just kind of turns and isn't even like, yeah, he's smiling. He's like, can you hear the angels, Darcy? Do you hear this? <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. It's so, it's so, good. It's yeah, so good. We, but, we had the, we had the writer on, uh, Russell Hainline and yeah, it was a great conversation i'm really excited about him for the future uh i mean that's the secret stars of of the hallmark channel are, are the writers i mean oh. we've interviewed tons the first interview we ever did was with nina wyman who's obviously oh, a legend yes. and we uh so on last night <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely ho 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 we'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast it's the hallmarkies patreon do you love hallmarkies podcast especially at christmas do you enjoy the holiday previews, recaps, interviews, and bonus episodes? If the answer is yes, please consider supporting the Hallmarkies Patreon. We need your help to do what we do both during the Christmas season and all year round. But not only do you help a podcast led by strong, independent women by becoming a Patreon, you get to become a part of the Hallmarkies family. Starting at only $2 a month as a patron, you will have access to our Facebook Patreon group where we talk about the movies, shows, and more all year. We also have many monthly patron watch-alongs with guests like Lacey Chabert, Natalie Hall, Paul Campbell, Mary Lou Henner, and more, giving their behind-the-scenes details of their films. As a patron, you also have the chance to provide input into the podcast and even join us at different tiers. So this Christmas season, spread some cheer to the Hallmarkies Patreon and become a member today. You won't regret it. Go to patreon.com slash Hallmarkies to learn more. That's patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. And then another one that I loved was Ghost of Christmas Always. Oh, yeah. That one, you know, I'm sure you've seen, I've seen it as well. How many different iterations of A Christmas Carol have there been, I mean, there's one right now on, on Apple TV plus, uh, but you know, what I loved about this story was being able to tell it from the ghost perspective felt different. Mm -hmm. And the way that I love time travel, anything with, you know, playing with time or, you know, characters that kind of know each other in the past, present, you know, this, this really, um, was able to connect a lot of pieces in a different kind of way. And I think the audience really had a, had a great time. And the cast was great. Mm -hmm. The cast was, was really, really special. Uh, and this season you're doing, I mean, you've done Hanukkah movies before, um, this season you're doing one and then also Kwanzaa movie. Was yeah, that our, um, Holly Robinson Pete that was kind of part of getting that happen, or how did that? No, happen? this was this was our first Kwanzaa movie uh, we've ever done, and and I'm very very proud and excited about it. It was something that you know we kind of decided we wanted to do last year. We've like you said, we've done Hanukkah the past several years, and uh, this year's Hanukkah movie, Hanukkah on Rye, is really good. <laughs> I love it, uh, mm -hmm. but you know, with holiday heritage, that was, you know, this is our first foray into Kwanzaa. So we're really excited that, that Holly, uh, Robinson was able to come on, on board, but we, you know, we have Brooks Darnell and Lindy Greenwood and, and it's, it's really an interesting relationship, um, between these three women in three generations of women, her grandmother, her, her mother and herself. Um, so, you know, uh, we're, we're to have for everyone to see it. So, there are so much competition now in this space. So everybody, even QVC had a movie 
Did you? Yes. I don't know if you knew that, but they had a movie this year. <laughs> yeah. Like it's ridiculous. That, but, I, I thought that that was like not true, but it was. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I actually haven't There's seen it, but I heard it was actually like, fun. It's accurate, but yes, no, yeah. that, that happens. Yeah. Um, so, how do you make sure Hallmark remains in the top spot? Well, look, obviously, imitation is the sincerest <laughs> form of flattery. Um, but for us, look, we we aren't looking at what anyone else is doing. We're just uh-huh. looking forward. And how are we continuing to elevate our Countdown to Christmas and Miracles of Christmas? We know the, you know, the, the audience comes to us for a very specific thing, right? They want a Hallmark Channel movie or they want a Hallmark Movies and Mysteries movie. And nobody can do that like us. And if you look at the slate this year, you, you know, as we've been talking about, there's a lot of things that feel this is fresh, right? This mm-hmm. is a different way in. And, you know, like our Italian Christmas memories and having, you know, our lead who's dealing with her grandfather with Alzheimer's, like those are, you know, it's, but then you have that moment at the end that's really, really beautiful and heartfelt. I think we're just continuing to push ourselves. Our team is you know, is really just going out of the box while still very much on brand, right? Which is a, mm-hmm. which is a weird needle to, to thread, yeah. right? And, you know, we're currently still the, you know, the number one um, cable entertainment network uh, for fourth quarter to date. And this Thanksgiving, our Merry Thanksgiving weekend, it was the 10th year in a row that we were number one again. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think, I think it just shows that our audience is, is continuing to come to us. A new audience is finding us, which is always great. I mean, this is obviously someone who's very young, but my, um, my great niece who's five is obsessed with our movies and she watches them all the time. And so now we've, you know, she watches them with, with her mom. And so now we're kind of just, you know, building that next generation of, of Hallmark viewers, which is really exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's really exciting. And I mean, it must be kind of challenging to know, okay, how, how far do we push it? Like how much risk yeah. do we take? I think it's, there is, there is a, there is like a little barometer that I have in my brain of, <laughs> of what feels, what feels right. But what's been so exciting is, you know, our audience is, is like me. It's like you, right. We watch everything. We watch a lot of different things. Right. And so there's, there's things that, especially from a creative standpoint that people come to us for because they want to feel that hallmark, you know, aspirational kind of fantasy that escape, right. For those, for those two hours. And so we don't want to, you know, we're not going to let them down in that, but we want to keep pushing it. So it feels you know, slightly different, or there's a magic sparkle to it that you haven't seen before. And, you know, Ghost of Christmas always is a great example of that. I've, I've, you know, I have, and our team has done other variations of A Christmas Carol, but this was different. And so that's, that's what we're just trying to continue to, to push ourselves and, and really um, create characters and storylines where everyone feels welcome. And that, that kind of, um, you know, diverse programming really opens your storytelling a lot more. Well, yeah, especially if you're going to have 41 movies. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like I faint as you say that number. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's, it's, it's a, it's a large task, but yeah, people get so excited. You just, we, we will not let you down. That's the, oh. that's the 
that's part of it. Yeah. Well, we appreciate it. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or Hallmarky in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Hallmark Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. We like to end our interviews with some fun holiday questions. So here we go. <laughs> the first question is, what is your favorite holiday drink? Um, I, you know, I don't have a specific drink, but it would have to have vodka in it. That's, that's usually... <laughs> That's my go-to. So maybe like some sort of like Christmas martini thing. Yeah. Okay, good. You're drinking like a cosmopolitan or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. What is your favorite holiday cookie or treat? Um, that it doesn't sound Christmassy, but it's this like saltine bark that my mom's made since I was uh, a kid. Uh, she actually puts nuts on it, but I've crack been making candy. It but yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. Uh, but I've been making it with, um, like cracked peppermint on the top and it's, it is so sticky and like disgusting and it's a lot of cleanup, but we do it every year and it's kind of, it doesn't feel like Christmas without that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what is your favorite Christmas song or carol? Oh gosh. Um, I would say probably have yourself a merry little Christmas. Yeah. Uh, Garland. I love it's, that one too. I mean, it makes you cry. That's why, I mean, music for us as well is so important in our movies. And I mm. love finding the perfect song for yeah. a scene. I don't know if you saw um, Inventing the Christmas Prince, but that song at the end, I mean, that just kind of came together. And I was like, yeah, oh my gosh, that was this, nice. this is setting the whole, <laughs> the whole tone and made me cry. So well, it, I, I say, I've said it many times on the podcast, but uh, every time someone starts to sing Oh Holy Night, I'm like, oh no, <laughs> because it's such a hard song. It's not, yeah, you're like, are you gonna get it? Yeah. Like you have to have. And so I was so excited in um best Christmas family, family Christmas party one yes. that she like nailed it. And like, yeah, it's one of the best. And it, it meant so much to the whole to the story and everything. I was like, oh, okay, good. It really I'm usually like, just pick a different song, please. <laughs> well, you know, unfortunately, there's only a certain amount of those public donated <laughs> Christmas songs. But it, um, it, you know. Just oh holy night is hard. It's, it's a hard I song. Agree with you. I agree with you. <laughs> yes. But so, what is your favorite classic Christmas movie? Oh gosh. Um. I like I said. I watch everything. I actually am a big TCM viewer. So uh, I would probably. I mean, you could say, of course, the quintessential "It's a Wonderful Life." But I mm -hmm. love Christmas in Connecticut. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Oh my gosh, I love yeah. that movie. Uh, and and of course, Christmas Vacation. I mean, who's not gonna? Yeah. Well, I mean, I felt like hashtag Xmas, which I hate that title, by the way, but, but the movie itself yeah. was very Christmas in Connecticut inspired. I feel. Yes. There's a ruse and they have to, yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, that movie is really funny. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was cute. Okay. Uh, which do you like better Scrooge or the Grinch? 
I'd pro- probably say the Grinch. I love the Who's and Whoville. So like, <laughs> that'd be a cool place to hang out. <laughs> yeah, good. Uh, which do you like better, clear lights or colored? Definitely colored lights. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, would, you, would you rather be in a snowball fight or build a snowman? I feel like a snowball fight would be fun. I would okay. definitely do a snowball fight, yeah. Do you consider yourself a good gift wrapper? I try. I, there's some people that I know I'm definitely gifting things to that I'm like, okay, my presence will definitely have like a little bit more pizzazz than yours. But then like I get something else from my sister and I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't, I, I failed. Yeah. She puts a lot of bows on things. <laughs> uh, all right. Last question. Do you have an ugly Christmas sweater? You might even be wearing um, one right now. I am wearing a countdown to Christmas sweater specifically for you. Uh, <laughs> but I, you know, it's so funny. I don't own this sweater, but I have to reference it because it is my favorite ugly sweater of all time. Uh-huh. This is a throwback. But if you've ever seen the movie, uh, The Mistletoe Secret with uh, Kelly Fickler and Tyler Hines, mm-hmm. there is a sweater that we picked out for him that is like a bunch of cats with Santa hats on. Oh, yeah. It's the ugliest sweater I've ever seen, but we purposely put it in the movie because it was hilarious. (laughs) People can buy it on, I think it's like Tipsy Elves or something. Uh, But it is my favorite ugly Christmas sweater. Well, very good. You answered all the questions. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much. This was so interesting. I love to have you back every now and then hear how things are going. I, 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 obviously we love Hallmark channel and we love covering it. And so thanks so much for taking the time to come talk. No, thank you. Thank you so much. And you know, I I would definitely love to come back where we are hard at work getting started for next year. So uh, I can't really announce anything yet, but we're, (laughs) we will be shooting very soon. Let's put it that way. We're, we're uh, getting a jump on 2023. All right. Well, very good. I, I don't know if you have social media or anything like that or anything you want to share. Uh, I do on uh, Twitter. It's just my name. Okay, it's really great. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. We'll have Very that hard. in the uh, in the description. People can follow you and and thanks again. And I wish you a very Merry Christmas. Thank you so much, Rachel. Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. You too. We'd like to thank Samantha for coming on the podcast. This was so much fun to get to talk with her and get to get the behind the scenes of the Hallmark Channel. And thanks for Hallmark Channel for letting us do this. This was really really great time. So let us know what you think about all the things we talked about. We'd love to hear your thoughts and uh, make sure that you follow me on Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. Make sure you're following the podcast, a Homeworkies Pod and Homeworkies Podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. That really helps us a lot. And if you are watching YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group, which is so much fun. We have some great events coming up. So you definitely want to sponsor the patron. You won't regret it. And then we also have our merch store where you can get tons of fun festive designs and sales and and all kinds of different merch uh, with t-shirts and stickers and magnets and everything you could want. So uh, check that out. And thanks again to Samantha and we'll talk to y'all later. Merry Christmas. 